Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. John Hart came to America from England in 1681 at 30 years of age. He was a devoted Quaker, a personal friend of William Penn, and a charter member of the colony that would become Pennsylvania. John Hart was a farmer. He was active in local government, and he was a spiritual leader in the community. He became friends with a fellow Quaker, a schoolteacher named George Keith. George Keith was concerned that the Quakers were not stressing the message of salvation by grace through faith in the finished work of Jesus. John Hart shared George Keith's concern. He began to lead a house church in his own home. And by 1697, John Hart was convinced that the doctrine of the Baptists was true Bible doctrine, and he was baptized by immersion that year. In 1702, the nearby Pennepack Baptist Church invited John Hart and his house church members to join them. When they did, Pennepack Baptist Church made John Hart their assistant pastor. He served as the assistant pastor of the Pennepack Baptist Church for the final 12 years of his life. He had a son named John who grew up in Pennepack Baptist Church and became a wealthy Christian businessman. Young John and his wife, Eleanor, had 10 children. Their fifth child was a boy named Oliver. Oliver Hart was born in 1723. He grew up as a typical third-generation Christian boy in a Baptist church. He did what was expected of him. He didn't cause any trouble, but he was never really caught up in the faith of his parents and grandparents. Then in 1739, when Oliver Hart was 16 years old, something happened that would eventually transform him, and it would define the course of his life. Oliver Hart's pastor, Jenkin Jones, became friends with an Anglican preacher named George Whitfield, whose influence was sweeping through the colonies. On May 9, 1740, Pastor Jones invited George Whitfield to preach at Pennepack Baptist Church, and over 2,000 people came to hear him preach. In the months that followed, Oliver Hart had the opportunity to hear George Whitfield preach several times. In 1740, Oliver Hart made Jesus his Savior, and on April 3, 1741, his pastor, Jenkin Jones, baptized him. For the next five years, Oliver Hart served faithfully in his church, making his living as a carpenter. In 1746, when Oliver was 23, his family was one of several families from the Pennepack Baptist Church who lived near the town of Southampton, Pennsylvania, that were sent out of Pennepack to start the Southampton Baptist Church. That same year, Oliver began to have the desire to preach. On December 20th, his church approved him to be used to preach wherever he may be needed. And over a year later, Oliver filled the pulpit for a pastor who had the measles. He did such a good job that two months later, the Southampton Baptist Church licensed him to preach. In September of 1749, when Oliver Hart was 26 years old, he represented his church at the annual meeting of the Philadelphia Baptist Association. In that meeting, Oliver's old pastor, Jenkin Jones, read a letter sent to them by the Baptist Church in Charleston, South Carolina, asking if there were any young men who could come and candidate to be their pastor. Oliver Hart decided to go. 
He was ordained on October 18th, and on November 13th, he set sail for Charleston. While Oliver was journeying to Charleston, the man who had been filling the pulpit of the Charleston Baptist Church died very suddenly, and they were burying the man when Oliver Hart arrived on the church property. The people took that as a clear sign of providence. So on February 16, 1750, at 27 years of age, Oliver Hart became the pastor of the Charleston Baptist Church, and he pastored that church for the next 30 years. The fires of the Great Awakening still burned in Oliver Hart's soul, and he brought that zeal with him to Charleston. He was a fervent preacher with a great burden for lost souls, and he gained a solid reputation throughout the city of Charleston as a genuine man of God and a faithful preacher of God's Word. He had the opportunity to preach in many different places throughout the region. From the time of his arrival in Charleston, he helped area churches with empty pulpits find men to be their pastors. He followed the pattern of the Philadelphia Baptist Association in which he was raised and organized the Charleston Baptist Association. All of this, of course, was taking place as the fires of the American Revolution were blazing throughout the colonies. Oliver Hart took a strong stand for independence, and he was appointed by the South Carolina Provincial Congress to travel throughout South Carolina, promoting the Patriot cause. As British troops began to occupy Charleston in 1780, Pastor Hart's people begged him to lead the city. He traveled north, not knowing that he would lose all of his possessions and never see Charleston again. He became pastor of the Baptist Church in Hopewell, New Jersey, where he served until his death in 1795. In 1777, Oliver Hart wrote to his friend Isaac Bacchus, My soul longs for the downpouring of the Spirit amongst us, that we may have an ingathering of many souls. For this, I crave your interest at the throne of grace. Christian, never stop hungering and praying for God to work. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.